Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so welcome back, guys. This is Creative Maestro, where we show you how to be more creative. And we have the esteemed honor to be joined by Hannah, who is an incredible creative. Hannah, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And we were actually, you actually brought up a, a brilliant point about Gary V. And I actually just wanted to go straight into it. Mm. What are the type of things that inspire you during your creative process? Mm. It's uh, it's everything around me, basically. Mm -hmm. um, like I move in many different worlds. You know, I come from a dance background. And um, the dance styles are Jamaican dance hall, hip hop. Um, I've done some like Broadway stuff too, but that was a long time ago. Really? That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then um, also now more and more Afrobeats, Afropop. Uh, so those are the... You know, my creative uh, background, so to speak, from dance. And then I work with artists as well, singers, um, graphic designers, and producers, and DJ. I was old DJ myself. So, wow. Okay. So that's a whole thing <laughs> in itself. Exactly. So whenever you come to Stockholm, make sure you hit up Hannah for all your creative needs, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Everything. I don't sing. No, I don't, I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> But um, yeah, pretty much um, everything besides that. <laughs> and then I also do marketing. So um, it's, yeah, I take inspiration from my peers and mm -hmm. uh, social media, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And marketing wise, how have you seen it change from, I guess, the rise of social media, especially the prominence and essentially everything like the content being taken as the gospel or like the the best way to reach consumers nowadays? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, also going through my own journey you know, from not being in the marketing industry and just uh, being a consumer. Absolutely. And then now when I, you know, gotten behind the scenes more, uh, I see I see a lot of positive changes, actually. Because, um, you know, back in the day, it was, TV commercials, and that was just they sent out one message for everyone that sits in front of the TV, and everybody's different. So nowadays, it's more custom made, tailor made for specific um, demographics. Yeah, absolutely, demographics, so. and I actually do appreciate that as more. You see the work improve mm -hmm. because, like you said, it's literally designed for you know someone like imagine someone who didn't like dance hall mm -hmm. who is getting. You know, forwarded advertisements about dancehall. It's not but who really. Who doesn't like dancehall, though? <laughs> that's what I say. Right? That's what you and I say. I mean, but yeah, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. just this is very interesting. And could you, for the audience, I guess, give them an insight on how marketing and strategy is in Sweden? Because that's a you know, Sweden is its own demographic. Sure, mm -hmm. it's similar to other areas of Europe, but you know, the Swedes like things a particular way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I come from also a different perspective because I lived in New York for a long time. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> uh, you're a New Yorker, right? Uh, from New Jersey, so yeah. an hour and a half, half south of New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where I kind of developed my marketing skills. So I come from an American perspective and also being a minority. Mm -hmm. And then coming back to Sweden now, like uh, three, three years later or three years ago, um, and exploring the marketing scene here, is, it's, it's been interesting, you know, since uh, Sweden is a small country, but it has a lot of, as you know, startups and 
um, many famous uh, companies have been you know, founded here. Absolutely. I mean, so there's definitely something in the air or the water or whatever people want to say. Um, but as in every scene, there's a tendency to become you know, a bubble of, you know, everybody's like, oh, no, we're the shit. <laughs> like Brooklyn, we're the shit. Stockholm, we're the shit. Exactly. Um, so I've been observing a lot and learning and getting to know people, networking, um, you know, to see what makes people tick and what makes people not like things and things like that. So it's, it's um, I don't really like to say, it's more of, as we talked about before, different demographics that are similar around the world. Like I also spent time in Nigeria. Oh. So. A, lot, a big source for Afro beats. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I, I got to combine my interests there. That's mm. dope. So of course I see similarities between the youths in Nigeria and in the suburbs of Stockholm and in Brooklyn. You know, it's global. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I see the disconnect between the, a lot of the companies trying to reach, especially these groups. Um, and, you know, yeah, just, um, marketing towards them in a, in a natural way or in a... Absolutely. And it's basically what you, the brilliant point you brought up earlier is really when you start networking and, you know, you communicate with a lot of people, they really become your inspiration. So different ideas will come to you just from interacting with people. Simple as that, just being social, really. Yeah. And taking in different, uh, content because, uh, like in all things in the beginning, it might seem strange. Like, what are these kids doing? Or what are they, these different weird dances they're doing? And then when you start unpeeling the layers, um, that's when it gets interesting. It's true. It's just yeah. pure creative expression of, you know, how, how one feels, how one perceives the world. And I find always find things like that fascinating. Yeah, definitely. So... We see here that you actually had some involvement in Baba's Burgers as well. Yes. So I actually went there for the first time on Wednesday. Phenomenal. Great. And the crazy part about that is that it was your work and Nino's work, who we'll meet later, mm -hmm. that actually reached me all the way in America. It was yeah. because of your strategy that I even heard about Baba's in America, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome because that's always my most of the time my mindset when it comes to working with clients that I want to take them uh, as global as possible. Thank you. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, of course, like now I also work with one of my clients is a yoga studio, so that's more of a local, nice. but still it's um, the mindset and the philosophy of a company that's, you know, that's something that people from around the world can relate to. And as you said, like you heard about it from the U.S., so... <laughs> And then you, when you arrived here in Sweden, you went there, so it worked. <laughs> it, it definitely worked. I, I'm a very satisfied customer. <laughs> so thank you for that. And yeah, it was just very interesting to see. So I was like, whoa, what is this place? I definitely, definitely want to come here. I'm definitely intrigued by that. And like you said, there's so many things that can relate to multiple people global. And it's making it somewhat easier to travel now, mm -hmm. you know, barring the coronavirus and things like that. Mm -hmm. But besides that... People love traveling and experiencing new things. So when you see something that you can identify with and it's a different country, you're definitely going to gravitate towards that. Mm. And as early adapters, as we call ourselves, mm -hmm. 
we want to go where the locals go. Like we don't want to go to Sweden and go to McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> or I go to New York. Like I travel around the U.S. and everybody eats at Applebee's or whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to go to the special places that are unique. Exactly. The yeah. uh, holes in the wall, if you will, that mm -hmm. only, like you said, only the locals know about. That's really how you're able to truly digest a culture and society by essentially living how they live. I guess that's what I appreciate the most about Airbnb. Mm. So wherever you go, you get to live exactly how you would at home, just in a different country. And then you get to acclimate yourself to the customs. It's always a lot of, exactly. a lot of fun and discovery. Exactly. I mean, it's nice to be in hotels sometimes, but... It also takes away the the um, authenticity of the place. It does. Yeah. Now, granted, a lot of hotels can be different, but mostly they're usually going to be the same. Mm. It's basically a box. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's a, a perfect question to ask you. So, Hannah. Yes. Are you fully freelance now? I'm, uh, I worked like five different projects right now, <laughs> so I guess you can say I'm freelancing. A lot of irons in the fire, which is always yeah. dope. Yes, yes. Nice. <laughs> and do you mind telling us about each project? Yeah. So it's, um, the main one where I spend the most time right now is Baba's. Right. Baba's Burgers. Mm. So Baba's Burgers. Yes, yes. So I spend uh, like three days a week at Baba's Burgers. Uh, creating content, making strategy. Nice. Um, also working on some like um, internal um, organization and new employee uh, branding. <laughs> yeah, nice. I kind of do a little bit of everything right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Wearing so just, mini hats, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I usually say like, okay, now I'm wearing my marketing hat and then the DJ hat, and <laughs> dance hat. <laughs> um, and then I have, uh, I work with a singer called Jellica. Mm. So she's a singer-songwriter in the pop um, slash reggae world. And then I work with some producers called Mashup International. Nice. And also a yoga studio for pregnant ladies. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay. And then another client, she creates this, um, uh, it's called Cupping. So it's a Chinese. Um, oh, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So she created like Cupping on the go. So you can take them with you and do it wherever. So it's. Um, it's a lot of wealth, wellness and fitness and music related things I'm working with right now. It sounds like something very unique to Stockholm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sweden is a big uh, music country as well. And definitely big into wellness. I feel like I see gyms and yoga studios all over the place. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And now, I mean, I went to, when I went to Australia, that's when I, I'm like, okay, here people are really into fitness because they be, can be outdoors right. all the time. Like they go on their lunch breaks. Here in Stockholm, yeah, it's more indoors. But, um, it's, Absolutely, um, yeah. Definitely active. And then could you tell me about the, the dance aspect with hip work? Yes. So during uh, when I was living in Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy. Nice. <laughs> I was teaching at a YMCA gym. Ah. Um, I've been teaching dance, like dance hall dance dance classes at dance schools for many years like 20 years that's dope um and then when i started with teaching at gyms you know i wanted to change my um approach a bit so you know to mix fitness and dance but make it seamless um so that's when i came up with a concept name hip work because it's uh you know i don't like the word twerk but yeah, so it's right. almost twerk but it's work <laughs> i mean you are working your hips yeah yeah and this concept in particular is great towards women, but men are also welcome because everybody needs to know how to 
how to move their hips. Yeah, right. <laughs> and don't, yes, no one so comes a, stiff there. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to uh, dance hall, Afrobeat, soca, and music mostly. So it's it's a good vibe. It's a good workout. I agree. I mean, I've seen some of the videos. They do look intense. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because usually people just dance in the, in the club or they don't have the courage to dance. But I just want to make it, you know, accessible for everyone to go out and just they don't have to bust like be in the middle of the circle and bust a freestyle. But, you know, just, just do your thing without thinking about like, oh, what, what other people think about me and oh, I can't do it because I'm stiff. Just just do it, you know. Absolutely. And it's interesting because now that you say that, because I think about it from, let's say, not only the fitness aspect, but also the dancing, like you said, usually people have, I guess, holdups about doing it in public. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very healthy way to create a space that is inviting for you just to let go and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the point of it all. You know, I don't want to keep it just in the gym. Like people will take a class and then they never do it again or they keep it separate in their lives. But I want it to be, you know, they want, if they're at home cooking or waiting for the bus, they can like start whining a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because also in, like if you talk ch chakras, mm -hmm. you know, the hips, you know, it's a very important chakra. You keep a lot of tension and emotions and feelings there. So especially in Sweden where people don't really move their hips a lot in general, like <laughs> it's not in our culture. And also it's cold, so... Absolutely, so things get really uh, rigid there. Yeah. So that would be the, the solar sacral plexus around there? Mm, I don't know the technical name. It's like the second chakra. chakra. Yeah. Okay, I think that's sacral, yeah. Yeah. So... That's pretty cool. I, the, the tagline is, start whining, stop complaining. I like that, because <laughs> I, do, I do, do not appreciate complainers. No, right? <laughs> it's not productive at all, so... And then, as you were saying before, off camera is just whenever you have Afro beats or reggae dancehall, there's always positive vibes. Yeah. And you usually have cool dances that go with the songs, and mm -hmm. those also elevate positivity as well. Yeah, too. positivity and community. Because mm. dancehall, I mean, a lot of dances, but dancehall in particular is uh, all about community. You do the dance together. And the biggest dances that get you know worldwide known is pretty easy dances. It's like signal of playing or you know uh, everybody can do it like from young to old. So it brings everybody together and also it spreads because you know people like Japan was early on with going to Jamaica and learning the dances, learning patwa. Exactly. And then the rest of the world now like Sweden's been into it for a long time, and Russia. So it brings people together from like unlikely places it's true and i'm so glad you're saying this because not a lot of people in america know and maybe possibly even in jamaica know it's that widespread in places in europe like that it's mm. it's a really big movement yeah it is and it's um thankfully now it's getting jamaican dancers uh, jobs to go abroad and teach because um when i got to, when i went to new york when i moved there in 2009 ish and i said that i love dance hall people are like huh uh, what do you mean, like dance, like couple dancing? Ah, you know? Oh, like ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah, like, like no, like Jamaican dance. They're like, so what is that? <laughs> like, maybe you've seen a Sean Paul video or <laughs> or, or something, right? <laughs> and even even like Carib like people of Caribbean descent were asking me, like, you teach dance? Oh, like how does that work? I'm like, it's it's a dance style, it's a culture, like every everything else, because people are so used to hip hop being. But remember, early days in the hip hop. You know, people didn't know <laughs> that you had all these like 
different exactly. dance styles, dance steps. Well, break dance and everything, right? Right. And um, hip hop started, you know, from a Jamaican DJ. So it's uh, it's all mashed together. Absolutely, especially now. I mean, we even see songs like uh, Ed Sheeran with "Shape of You" having reggae drums. So we're mm -hmm. seeing that trend more, especially with artists like Drake. Yeah. And the you know the prominence of Toronto-based artists, which is a huge another huge dance hall. Big up, big up. Big up to the <laughs> six, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then, it's amazing to see. Yeah. And also. Like the creators being put in the spotlight more as well. It's, um, for me, that's very important because you know I'm I'm not from Jamaican culture. I'm not from Nigeria, but I love it, so I want to share it with the rest of the world. So that's kind of I guess where my marketing started because I was like oh, I would love dancehall. I want everybody else to dan love dancehall too. So I you know I tried to push the culture as much as possible from wherever I'm at. And that's so dope. And especially as a marketer, as you were saying before, sometimes you actually do need to put your your essentially your product or your content in front of certain people who never even considered the content, but they would actually love it and enjoy it. Yeah. Instead of you know coming from the other end of corporate, like oh we see that the kids like this, so this just uh, let's call in this hip hop choreographer so they can choreograph a dance hall piece or you know whatever aspect that is uh, then it becomes um, you know something that's fabricated and not real exactly i mean authenticity is always key in marketing and advertising because we'll know especially as the audience and consumers like even though we have a, a creative marketing mindset you can always feel when something's authentic and when it isn't yeah and you never want to be forced yeah mm -hmm. and then as a dj that that fascinates me as well <laughs> yeah. have you ever thought about having creating our own dance and a song and then making that a movement as well. Good idea. Good idea. Cause yeah, as I said, I haven't, um, I don't sing, <laughs> but, uh, and I don't produce, but it's, of course it's something that I would like to do in the future producing. But right now I'm kind of like, I have a lot on my plate already. So I'm just <laughs> trying to focus on the things, uh, I have in front of me right now. Um, but yeah, I might take you up on that. Yeah. Uh, that would yeah. be pretty dope. And, out of curiosity, what is it like DJing for those who have never been on the turntables? It's um, it's scary. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. right? Because <laughs> going from um, being a dance teacher, I always pick songs, so you know I'm a selector in a way. Yeah. But uh, being in front of a crowd in a club um, where people don't, have, especially like the places where people don't have the same taste in music, is is it's varied and then you have to really think about okay i can't just play the songs i want to play exactly <laughs> you, know, right. you can't be too selfish as a dj you kind of have to be a host as well yeah um so it's uh, a yeah you have to think about the, t the, the timing and um uh, you know the flow of the room and exactly um, it's a lot of psychology behind it and um as like DJ is something I do, um, uh, like here and there, but always when I do it, I love it. And uh, I always think like, I want to do it more, <laughs> but it's, um, right, right now I'm like, focusing more on the marketing stuff, but DJing is definitely something I want to keep in my life. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like it's, uh, it's always a good skill to have. Like me, myself, I play piano. So I always try mm -hmm. to play piano whenever I can just to keep, you know, just keep the skills, skills sharp a little bit. Yeah. And it's um, also a great way to communicate with people. 
fantastically. I mean, music is a universal language, as is dance. Yeah. Laughter. Yeah. So it's it's all it's all related. Absolutely. For and example, when I went to um, Nigeria, it mm -hmm. was for a marketing internship. Oh. Um, to to be at an agency that deals with like digital ads. Um, so I didn't think about like I was gonna DJ, but then when people found out I was DJing as well, they were like, "Oh, cool, DJ our party!" So then I found myself in Nigeria and Lagos um, playing uh, Afrobeats and reggae and dancehall, <laughs> and they were like, "How do you know these songs? How do you know these dances?" And I'm like, "I love the culture, man!" And I there's internet, so I've seen I've seen the dances. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it's amazing to, when you're actually at the spot and you get to meet people face to face. That's when you know the connection is solidified because over you can watch people on youtube or instagram but it's um it's not the same <laughs> exactly when you experience yeah. it in person i mean i i felt it when i came to stockholm mm. so I, i would hear about the you know the reggae dance i'll see when you actually experience it it's even that much more powerful yeah and i had the opportunity to, to go to jamaica plenty of times in my life mm. so just to see that same energy in a different location especially that's synonymous with being cold i think that's just phenomenal yeah 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 it's amazing how it's um i was cause i was in the beginning when dancehall started to become popular here mm -hmm. I'm, i'm not gonna say i was the first one that brought dancehall to sweden but i was part of the the first wave you can see and around what year was that uh, uh gosh Like two, early 2000s. Okay. So yeah. right back uh, back when Sean Paul was... Uh, yeah, like right yeah. when he was breaking out and Chuck Edema's and Pliers and... Yeah. Um, and um, I was ordering DVDs from <laughs> the Pasa Pasa parties just to like, all right, what's happening? What are new dances? Yeah. Um, so I've seen it grow. And then when I moved away, I moved to New York and I saw in Sweden, it was really like popping off. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a DJ, is there a specific crowd that you would love to uh, perform? Like maybe a crowd that's not used to dance hall, but you think if you played this certain, a specific uh, lineup of songs, they would, you know, be a uh, turn to the dark side, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Specific crowd. Um, well, uh, yeah, like you say, it's people that might not be know all the songs uh but there might be also some like people that know it so you can see people uniting you know it sounds cliche but it's like people can really meet on dance floors and you know vibe together even if they're completely different i've come from different backgrounds so yeah um like i played a, a birthday party for like a completely white audience <laughs> not too long ago. So I sneaked in, you know, some dancehall, reggae, Afrobeats. Absolutely. Um, and it's always interesting to see reactions, even if they don't know it, like the bodies automatically start moving. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. And then as a DJ, do you ever get on the dance floor and encourage people to dance as well? Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I try to keep separated, though. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learning to DJ was also like I had to unlearn being a dancer. Uh, like the dancer's mindset because as a dancer you're like play the new songs play the new songs and as a DJ like okay it's later in the night like it's not time for that yet <laughs> exactly you gotta you gotta build up to that <laughs> right and like not everyone is gonna be into the alkalines right now <laughs> exactly um, so but yeah if the mood strikes of course yeah. and then do you have since you mentioned alkaline do you have any dance hall reggae 
Afro beat artists that you follow on a regular basis? Uh, many of them. <laughs> um, of course, like Vibes Cartel is always dropping hot songs from jail. <laughs> big uh, up, big up. Movado, <laughs> uh, mm. Spice. I love Spice. Her stage show is amazing. She's, mm -hmm. I think she's one of the best that comes out of Jamaica yeah. when it comes to performing right now. Of course, Coffee, that's, you know, coming from the youth uh, aspect and just doing it super big right now. And she actually performed at the Super Bowl. It was pretty cool. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. And then Afrobeast wise, of course, Burna Boy, Wizkid, you know, Burna Boy, yeah. Tiwa Savage. She's coming to Sweden soon, I heard. So. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, there's a lot of upcoming artists as well from Nigeria that I support and listen to, so... Yeah, check out my uh, playlists on Spotify. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll have a link in the description for that. <laughs> yes, because there's so many. And also, I started listening more to Swedish music, actually. Like, I've been I've been kind of resisting it for a long time, but, you know, it's it's uh, getting to me now, especially because I work also with Babas now. It's very closely connected with Swedish hip-hop. Absolutely. And there's a lot of talented um, kids here that producing and rapping and singing, so... That's a great point. And I have to shout out Dre Low because it was mm. through your guys' marketing that mm. I actually discovered Dre Low as well. Mm. And that was through the Baba's campaign. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That video got a lot of good uh, feedback. Yeah, man. So, Hannah, could you tell us about the, where you're specific, your Black and Gold NYC dance crew? Yes. Black gold. Black gold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always our like, it's not black and gold, it's black gold. Black gold, yeah. That, that's even better, actually. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, when I, we take it back also when I uh, first moved to New York. Mm. I was into dance hall and I wanted to learn more and dance with you know, people that you know, can teach me more things and we can exchange. So um, after a little while, I came in contact with um, genius and history wow that's their, their dancer name slash real names <laughs> um and we really clicked and we started we did one show together and then we're like oh we should we should practice more together we should do more shows we have fun together so and then we became black gold because i love gold and they're black so we're like, <laughs> oh, we had like bad imagination we're like all right black gold is cool <laughs> i love gold um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we did, we had a good run, like doing shows, we created some dances, I don't know if you, it was uh, some years back, there was this like viral video with a guy who was talking about a river that was, um, like, uh, there was a river overflowing in Jamaica, and then you, like, nobody can cross it, that, that became a song. And I, then we, I think <laughs> I remember that movement, yeah. It was like early, like when things became viral kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we made a dance to that, and that, you know, people started doing it in Jamaica, I heard um so yeah we, we we had fun and we taught classes every week we were like the only crew that taught classes every week back then and yeah it was it was a lot of fun and we danced with some artists like mr vegas and, wow uh, mr lex and big, up, big up big up <laughs> so yeah it was it was great and now when i live here of course we can't see each other and dance together that often but we still keep in touch whenever i'm in new york we teach together and whenever they're in europe we link up, so. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I also see you're a bit of an A&R as well. Yeah, that, because I've been in, you know, dancing and consuming music and then getting in touch with artists, it was kind of a natural step uh, from 
uh, let's connect dots, like let's build bridges. So uh, especially with the, the, the producer crew, Mashup International, mm-hmm. I linked them with, because they've been very like Swedish based and they have a following in Sweden, but their beats are like super good and you know global. So I connected them with Jamaican artists. So we created um, like a bunch of songs now. Um, due to yeah my linking <laughs> yeah the collaboration yeah I mean I'm quite certain after people see and hear this interview they'll be contacting you to do the same things which is gonna be cool oh yeah 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 link me yeah <laughs> collabs <laughs> and when's the last time you've been to Jamaica it's been too long now it's been almost three years I think yeah. It's time. I, I definitely think it's time to go back. Yeah, because yeah, um, as you know, it's a very fast-moving culture. So there are new dances, new music, new talks coming out every day. The thing. <laughs> yeah, um, because I was in Nigeria, but kind of you know my focus kind of switched uh, a little bit because I was like, oh, this I love it here <laughs> when I was in Lagos. But like dance hall and Jamaican culture will always be you know like a big big love for me so absolutely mm-hmm. so yes hannah before we wrap yes. up are there any projects that we should be looking forward to and you know just keeping an eye on your progress and your collaboration and creativity yeah sure it's um well you can follow me uh, hannah is golden hannah herbertson hannah minjun herbertson on all the social media platforms um, that's a dope handle by the way <laughs> hannah is golden i love that yeah i have my uh, you know sweet very swedish sounding last name but then Yo. i decided to change it because my dj name is dj golden um, i like that yeah yeah so. you love gold <laughs> <laughs> right i love gold so yeah that's my handle and yeah of course follow baba's burgers um be on the lookout for jellica she's about to drop new music um yeah just link me for for all the marketing stuff and dance stuff music absolutely yeah. and you'll see it all on her profile as well with, yeah, the, with yeah. the hip work and the black gold nyc yep all of that i'm on all platforms of course linkedin <laughs> tiktok yeah, yeah i'll definitely be following you on linkedin after we finish this up great be, yeah. yes yes and thank you so much for having me it's been great oh not a problem yeah, thank man. you for joining us and we really appreciate it and thank you for sharing your passion and creativity with the world no problem man thank you <laughs>